The Chiefs are down, but are they out? Tampa Bay continue to roll on. Who will win the AFC and the NFC? And who will be crowned this year's Super Bowl champions? It is NFL Only Better, the midseason review. Hello and welcome to an extra special edition of NFL Only Better. It is the legendary, the world famous mid-season review. After much debate <laughs> throughout the course of the season, we are here. I'm here with John Baff. Hello, Darren. We finally, we finally, we finally. Wake him up. Wake him up first. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it that I introduced one. Uh, yeah, usually, usually you introduce two, and then we both kind of say hello at the end. So I was kind of waiting for your Apologies. big mic introduction there. I thought you were kind of really building up to it. It's the mid-season review. I was changing things up, you know. <laughs> and uh, to Mister Iron Mike Carson, still playing with his camera. That's a good shot. Well, now, you know, yeah, I, I like to keep that going. I've got my Quebec. Quebec uh, Aces jersey in the background and my Montreal Canadiens shirt on. So I'm torn in loyalties here. I'm glad you said it was the mid-season review because after being trolled about it and uh, having a long debate on what actually constituted the mid-season in, in this, this year's drawn-out 17-game NFL, there are still only 256 games in the regular NFL oh, season. No. Oh, no. And this Stop week we trolled. finished... 136 of them so at the halfway point of the season came sometime during the week play this week so we're perfectly good we're all we're good okay, to go we're, we're on track here we're on schedule by the sense of things that's pretty good we right. can identify the middle of a season so i think we deserve some plaudits for this well not so much what i will do is as as, as, as let's have some results from last week which we'll, we'll just do best bets for the time being so um we're at week nine um, I can tell you that uh, John Baff lost Saints. Unfortunately, yeah, no, I didn't see that one coming. I did Neither actually did have to see. I, 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 I backed Falcons. It was the only winning bet in a uh, an accumulator <laughs> that did include the Dallas Cowboys minus nines. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on that one. Um, Mike, you went with Baltimore, who didn't cover in the end, but 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 in no, your that's defense, not, that, that's that's not so. My my best bet was was the over in the Chargers uh, Philadelphia game. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I have to double check that. You better double you... check it because that's that's what it was. It was over fifty. And you and said this... the Ravens should cover. That I didn't, but I, I didn't say that was my best bet. Oh, I, now best, we, we have controversy. As I wrote it, I wrote it, <laughs> I wrote it down at the time. My my podcast best bet was Philadelphia Chargers over fifty, and they got 51, 27, 24. Well, this is that. very convenient, isn't it? Uh, it is because it, I listened to it literally just before we came on, and I, 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 I'll allow it for one week, and I'll return next week. Uh, I, mine was a winner, which was over forty points in the um, Cardinals game. Obviously, with Colt McCoy QBing uh, the line. Actually, in the end, it moved to forty-three. Okay, um, yeah. And what I was going to say with the Baltimore Ravens is the line went from five to three. Um, so technically, if you backed it at kickoff. It would they would have covered with the field goal? Um, it means that at the halfway stage, I can tell you that Mike Carson is out in front six three at the moment. Six winners, three losers. Uh, yeah, you better make that seven two. No, no, no. I, I made three. It was five and four. <laughs> oh, yeah, because right? I'm looking. I'm looking here, and and in my column, I actually had I picked Baltimore as a value bet um, uh, minus we, six. So we obviously, would let the listeners decide. Yeah, they can decide, and. Um, 
in the column, in the column, the best bet was Atlanta and New Orleans to go over 42, which actually seemed to me a better bet than the one on the podcast. But <laughs> but I missed it on the on the Wednesday. Thank you to everyone who listened last week. Um for for uh, obviously we love when people listen. Thank you as well. Of course, we recorded the pod hours before all the Aaron Rodgers stuff broke. Uh we recorded before Odell Beckham Jr. as well. Stuff broke, broke well, so that that is uh, what happens and also some of you will will um, have seen that on certain podcast platforms it was down as being an hour and 45 minutes long the podcast um where, which was obviously it was not it was 45 minutes long and i look i don't want to get into before we cut out mike's big long diatribe it was an yeah, hour 45 yeah, yeah. it was an hour of mike <laughs> Sorry, I don't wanna... i'm gonna filibuster this. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to get into any technical issues you know because it, it's it's very very difficult to technically explain what happened but I kind of messed it up. But other than that, <laughs> that's reassuring. You know, you can't get into the into the exact details of what happened, but uh, I stuck a song at the end of it <laughs> that meant that there was an hour of dead air. Um, but I, I did change it. I did edit it instantly, but unfortunately, what goes out first sometimes is what sticks with some of these platforms for days. Anywho, um, it is our mid-season review. So here we go. Uh, Super Bowl outright odds. The Buffalo Bills 11-2. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers 11-2. The LA Rams are 15-2. The Arizona Cardinals are 8-1. The Green Bay Packers are 10-1. The Dallas Cowboys are 10-1. The Baltimore Ravens, the Tennessee Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs are 10-1. And it is 18's bar for that. Uh, We'll talk about that first. Let's go AFC conference winner first, guys. How do you feel about that? Thumbs up from everyone. AFC conference winner, yes. Buffalo Bills, 5-2. Baltimore Ravens, 4-1. Tennessee Titans, 6-1. Kansas City Chiefs, 13-2. 10s bar. How has that changed? The obvious change there is Kansas City Chiefs are way, way down. The Bills are up 5-2. The Titans have moved up quite a bit as well in the betting. Um, The Patriots are down. The Steelers are down. The Browns are in and around where they were at 14s. Uh, Mike, we'll come to you. AFC, what surprised you? What's disappointed you? What shocked you? Well, obviously, the biggest surprise is Kansas City not playing the way we expected Kansas City to play. I mean, that, that's um, we've been talking about it almost every week, all season. Yeah. What's wrong? What can they do to fix it? I think they took a couple of steps toward fixing it this week. Um, the addition of Melvin Ingram is huge for them in a way that people haven't really noticed because it allows them to move Chris Jones inside to play tackle, which is where he really belongs. Um, Kenny Clark looks healthy. Willie Gay and Belton, I think, make a decent pair of linebackers for that defense. And Spagnola wants, like most of the teams, wants to be able to win without blitzing, um, which allows him to cover more. He's got to get Daniel Sorensen out of the back end of the se- secondary, or at least never, never let him cover guys man to man anymore um but that doesn't address the still the offensive problem which you know they they um they, they weren't still, they were again at the weekend they they did they, they, they didn't score in the second half that's correct right. yeah they didn't score in the second half they did they again they didn't look very very good again in the second half no, to be honest. And, and they look undisciplined they look sloppy um, they sometimes look like nobody knows what's going on. Uh, the line is not, I, I was overly critical, I think of them in some ways, but they, they, they don't really have, they don't really have big production, uh, because if you shut, everyone has learned, if you can control Tyreek Hill, not shut him down, he, you can control that offense. And, and, you know, I was surprised to shoot, they didn't make a play for, or maybe they did, but I'm surprised to Sean Jackson didn't go back to Andy Reed and, and, 
and uh, Kansas City because that's one of the things they need. I still think that they're a pretty good value to win the a- AFC um, at, at where they call. are. But because, well, there are 11 teams with winning records in the AFC. Um, and none of not one of them, you know, really stands out in my mind. You know, I, I think we've seen weaknesses from both Buffalo who and Baltimore, who, who appeared to be balanced teams. And, and Baltimore has done really well considering all their injuries. But the um, the Bills, you know, the Bills generated no offense against Jacksonville, who did what I was talking about, basically four man rush drop everybody else back, get good coverage from your, your linebackers. Miles Jack to me was the, it wasn't really Josh Allen. It was Miles Jack who was the key to, to what they, what they did. So, yeah, I still really like Baltimore because Baltimore always play tough. Um, I think they've adjusted well and they've got passing weapons for Lamar Jackson. Buffalo was the best team. I thought, you know, up to last week, basically. Um, so they haven't fallen that much, but, but we've seen that you can probably control them the way Jacksonville did. And, and like I said, I still think Kansas city, we're at the stage of the season now where teams realize who they are and where now toughness becomes a factor as the season grinds on and, and you're um, you have to play. So that's why I give the advantage to those teams, but I still think Kansas city is a pretty good value. And, of those 11 teams with winning records, which is the only team who haven't outscored their opponents? There's a good trivia question for you. There you go. I think if I can just piggyback on that for one second as well. The, um, we'll let the listeners think about that for a minute, Mike. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, it's, you know, this is kind of getting into Homer territory here, but I do think that the Cleveland Browns deserve a little bit of a mention in that. If, you know, that was a tremendous win last weekend that they had against Cincinnati. That was a must-win game. And particularly the pressure was on. The pressure was on Baker Mayfield. There'd been a lot of drama in that facility for the the, the previous several days with the, the Odell Beckham Jr. scenario that has is, is now hopefully reached its conclusion, at least from the Browns' perspective. Um, but that, I was very impressed by that win. I was very impressed by uh, Baker Mayfield in that game. And Kieran, I have a slight bone to pick with you as well because we were texting in our, in our, little, in our WhatsApp group throughout the course of Sunday's games. And you just kind of noted that like, I was just, I think I just mentioned that Baker's having a great game. And then you were like, well, he's not as good as Burrow. And like, that, that's, that's definitely, up, I, I see you, buddy. I see you want to say something. I see you want to say what something. What you said is that. Well, what did they say? You said something like the stats, like Baker is so, it's, it's, it's having a much better game than Burrow. Well, he, and I he said, is, and yet yeah. he well, is he, not better than him is something. Well, like. I mean, the it's, I see, I still, I still kind of disagree with that so far in their, like, Joe Burrow may very well, and I'll put my hands up on this one, he may very well turn out to be a better NFL quarterback than Baker Mayfield, but he's just, it just hasn't happened yet. There's nothing to suggest right now with the, you know, with Burrow, who's essentially played, you know, half a se- two half seasons so far in his, in his NFL career. There's nothing to suggest that he's, like, Baker Mayfield brought the Cleveland Browns to, a play- to the playoffs, won a playoff game. Burrow and Baker have played each other three times in the NFL. Baker has won all three of them, or the Browns have won all three of them against Cincinnati, shall I say. Um, and, you know, just the evidence from that one particular game, that was as good as Baker's played in the NFL. And Burrow was, like, not just subpar, he was very poor in that game. You know, he was picked off so many times. He gave the ball away. The They just couldn't handle, he, he just couldn't handle the, it was sometimes even a three-man rush on him, and he couldn't handle that. He was getting panicked in space. So, I think, uh, listen, there's a lot to tell for Cleveland going forward, but I think hopefully that was from their from their point of view, this is sort of the, the sea change of the season. They've been very, very stop stars, but if they can build upon the momentum from that blowout win against the Cincinnati team that some people were, they were the top seed in the, in the AFC like two weeks ago. 
And uh, they're, they're, here's the Browns putting 40 something points on them. So listen, I don't think the Browns are going to win the AFC, but I think they're, you know, they're, they're in the five or six teams that should be in the conversation, particularly given how that division has panned out, as Mike was saying, with the, you know, there's no standout team so far, perhaps Baltimore or perhaps one of these other teams, but there's a lot to play for in, in, that, uh, in that division and Cleveland are up there with anybody sure. else, I think. I know, Mike, you, you want to come back in, but That's okay. I, did ask, I did ask John who would win the AFC. So, so far, guys, because I got to move to the NFC. I got to move, but Mike, very quickly, you said Bills, Ravens. John, you've thrown in uh, Cleveland Browns and we said Kansas are an outside. So no shouts from anyone for the Titans who would actually be who I would say right now are, are, are a good shout, a 10 to 1 to win the AFC. Um, uh, no shouts, obviously, Raiders, Patriots, Steelers, Bengals are 20s to win the AFC. But Mike, last call to you. What was the last bit you want to get in there about the AFC? Well, I, I thought the Browns were a great example of what, what I'm saying about, about finding yourself and do it. But, but when you look at the game, you've got the 98-yard pick six, which, which sort of sets the sets the tone. And then you've got two big plays from, from Nick Chubb and, and from the people's choice. Um, and absent that, it becomes, it becomes, I think what John was saying was right. They, they dominated up front. Okay, guys, let's move okay. on to the NFC conference winner, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are eleven to four. LA Rams ten to three. Arizona Cardinals four to one. Dallas Cowboys five to one. Packers five to one. Saints twenty to one. Much much harder to look at because a lot of these teams are playing quite well. John Balf, um, like Dallas, have only lost a game now, or in terms of covering the spread. See, I'm always thinking Um, like that. (laughs) LA Rams, um playing well Arizona Cardinals have only lost one game brought on their QB continue to run uh, backup QB continue to run this one's a lot tougher to look at isn't it it is yeah well I mean I think they're they're both tough but for for different reasons there's a lot of teams you know with better records playing playing good football in in this division compared to the AFC wherein there's just a bit of a hodgepodge of teams with similar records but uh, yeah in this one I mean it just I was looking at or writing in my notes um yesterday evening and I think I kind of put down my four favorites for that division in order. So it's, I mean, number one is Tampa. I think they're, uh, there is still, no, they haven't really showed any glaring deficiencies compared to last season that the record is six and two. There's been, you know, there's been a couple of, a couple of dodgy moments for them throughout the course of the season, but they seem to just have an insatiable appetite for scoring points and the defense is holding up and is holding, holding sturdy against, against most of their opposition so far. Uh, the other team, like I remember in our in our season preview show, I picked Green Bay to win the Super Bowl. Uh, much to Kieran the chagrin, you weren't you weren't a fan of that one, particularly after Still they got, got hammered by the Saints in the first week. But uh, ever since then, with the exception of that very strange game uh, with Kansas City last weekend, they've been they've been really good. And uh, if they can, hopefully, they can get past the kind of the Aaron Rodgers drama that they've been going through at the moment. Like you have to think with that Kansas City, what did Kansas put? I believe it was 15, 15 points on the Packers last week. If, uh, if Aaron, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers was playing in that game, you'd imagine that they would have lost if that was just a regular game because the Packers wouldn't have underscored to the, to that degree. Uh, the rest of the candidates, uh, number three, I have the Arizona Cardinals who are playing some some great ball this year, and you know Kyler Murray is showing repeated flashes of sort of MVP caliber play. Uh, number fourth position, I have the LA Rams. So that kind of rounds up my top four. And I guess the notable absentee from that list is Dallas. And perhaps that's a little bit of recency bias, given how they played uh, at the weekend when they got destroyed. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if that is, you know, Dallas has been a very, very inconsistent team for a number of seasons now. Uh, and this has been their best start to a campaign, like in memory anyway, in the last, certainly the last few years. 
Um, but I'm wondering if some of those negative aspects of their play are starting to creep back in, or was that just a game where it was Dak Prescott coming back in from injury a little bit undercooked and just couldn't get going. Like he didn't look particularly, you know, efficient in that game either. So, um, I mean, I suppose to, to tie a bow on it, this is, uh, it's, it's still, in my opinion, it's Tampa Bay's division until proven otherwise, really. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder with Dallas, actually, if, if you, you often say, you know, eventually everyone gets caught out, you know, because so much tape is out there. They study everything. Did Denver just figure out Dallas? And will we now see a fall away? Um, they are at the moment five to one to win the NFC. Same price as the Green Bay Packers, which I would be a little bit surprised at that. Um, but it's Tampa Bay still at the top of the market for the NFC. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I think they're the best team in the league, basically. Um, they're balanced. Um, the secondary is a problem, but that's um, it's one that they should be able to play around. Um, around uh, Dallas, he, I, Dak did not look good, but their offensive line looked awful, especially when Tyron Smith went out. And it's supposed to be their strength. And Denver basically handled them pretty well. Uh, and, and to me, that was the difference. And Denver controlled the ball for over 40 minutes in that game. Um, go Gordon and Javante Williams, who's going to be really good. I love Javante Williams. Um, we're great. I, I like the Packers actually better than Dallas. Um, Rogers says there's a slight chance he might not play on Sunday, although he's cleared to come back on Saturday. So the question would be whether he can play with no practice at all during the week. Um, he couldn't play any worse than Jordan Love. I was going to say, yeah, maybe um, maybe a no no practice Rogers is probably more efficient this weekend. Yeah, but I think yeah. what John was saying is absolutely right. Their defense was surprisingly good. I, you know, for Kansas City only to score 13 points uh, against them. There's only six teams with winning records in the NFC, but oddly enough, they the between the two conferences, it's 23-22. The AFC leads by one game. And I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm driving myself crazy trying to figure out which conference is actually better. But I think that those top teams in the in the um, NFC are better than their equivalents in the AFC. We'll although be able the, to find that out, Mike. We have the Pro Bowl. Just yeah. the days down to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, although I'm not as high on the Rams after watching them. Um, the, the Rams strike me as being, I, I guess the word would be soft, front runners. I think Sean McVay's teams are always front runners. They, you know, they, they had that long winning streak with when they led at halftime. But if you can pound them, um, you can, you can, um, you can get them off their game. And if you control Cooper Cup, which pretty much, yeah, he had a lot of catches, but not a lot of yards in that game. Um, I think I think you can beat them more easily than you, than you might think. Mike, do oh. you think that the, um, sorry to jump in there, but I was wondering if the, um, we talked about it briefly last week with the, the Von Miller trade. Is that, do you, do you feel that that trade was, you know, done directly to, to your points there about making them a little bit harder to, to get Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um, although it's not like, he's not like an every down dominator, dominator. He's going to be a passing downs, you know, rush specialist, basically. I think that's probably the, the safest way to use him or, or the most effective way to use him. And you know that, you know, that the, um, the Broncos, even without, Miller and Chubb is out for the seat um, on IR and uh, the outlaw Josie Jules out on IR. Um, you know, they traded for a couple of linebacker types and their defense looked really solid up front. Um, you know, it, it's a very strange thing. They get, and they got their secondary back, which makes a big difference too. Um, Denver would be a sneaky, a sneaky shot in that, 
in that division, probably more than, than the Chargers. Um, although the Chargers can, can score lots of points, but you can, you know, when Denver play the Chargers next time, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon can run right through them. Um, it's going to be a really, really interesting game. And which is the only AFC team of the 11 yes. teams with winning records who haven't outscored their opponents, but still have a winning record? The mm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm, that's yeah. That's they've nice. been ste- they've been stealing some games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, including Monday Night Football. So look, Tampa Bay. We can't really move away from them in terms of the NFC. Little shouts there for the Green Bay Packers, etc. Super Bowl winner. Let's run through this very quickly now, guys. We still have the games cover. Bills eleven to two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bucks Buccaneers eleven to two. Rams fifteen to two. Cardinals eight to one. Packers 10 to 1, and then as I mentioned, a whole load of teams to 10 to 1, Cowboys, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, etc. So um it, we take away the Rams, maybe take away the Cardinals is what I'm hearing. No, I, I don't know. Um we, we didn't really mention the Cardinals, but you know, they played their defense has been, I've been saying this for their defense has been winning games for them. Uh and while well, they toss 40 point plus points up though in every yeah, single game. So. But but their defense has you played know. played really well. And you know, Kyler Murray MVP. Well, Kyler Murray goes out and they've got 40 points with Colt McCoy. Um, yeah. now now McCoy, you know, it was a very controlled kind of offense that they ran, but it's because their defense is putting them in the position to win to win games. They're they're a tough defensive team. Um, so you know, I, I think give me one. I think I think I a one Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. I think that's what you said in our uh, season preview as well. I did, yeah. there, Yes, it was Tampa. John, you said Green Bay Packers. There were shouts for outside bets for Patriots in Seattle. I think both of them are probably a little bit, little bit unlikely now at the moment. My outside bet was Tennessee Titans, uh, which got off terribly. But I do think they're crawling their way back into contention um, as it stands. Is, is there any team that I haven't mentioned there that you think could possibly... We're talking Rams, Cardinals, Ravens. Chargers, Browns, Raiders, Saints could, could, <laughs> could, could, could make a, a run for the um, make a run for the Super Bowl. And I'll get the matches ready here. Anyone? No. Uh, Saints, Silence maybe. I mean, we didn't, uh, of, you know, I don't think there are favorites for the division, but the Cowboys could come, could come good and, you know, and prove us all wrong. But I just don't, I don't, I think I'd have a, I'd be more optimistic for them next season if they can keep kind of putting a few pieces together. But I think this might be too early for them. Okay, okay, we'll take that. Um, just a reminder, uh, when you bet here at Betfair, you get daily rewards, so any day can be a big deal. Um, and if, if you look on the website, you will see about our great offer where you bet £20 worth of multiples of bet billers, you'll get a £5 free bet as part of daily rewards. And for those of you, of course, who are a fan of racing, any day on Betfair can be a big deal. Boost your odds on three horses any day with my odds boost that's daily rewards with betfair t's and c's apply please see the website for more details there gents let's thank you for that that was brilliant our uh, a mid-season um sort of review preview etc who's your mvp favorite now well obviously it's the mvp race has been Stafford after last week, Josh <laughs> Allen after last week. Which <laughs> Josh <laughs> Allen though? <laughs> well, yeah, um, you know, all of a sudden it's been thrown into chaos. In, and you know, like I said, it, Kyler Murray is a good shout, but they they won, they scored forty and won without him. Um, you know, all of a sudden Brady's looking like like a good a good MVP bet. You know, there's a lot of time a, I can, to go. I can ask one question very quickly because I know we don't have much time, but just for Mike, if you were to select the MVP for the season right now and it's not allowed to be a quarterback, who, who are you picking? Without being a quarterback, oh geez, um, Chandler Jones. 
maybe. Miles Garrett. Oh, get get out! Get out! Get out! NFL well, sack I, leader, and at most he's got the most sack yards. He's got the most tackles for loss. It up every week. For <laughs> um, Trayvon Diggs, though, isn't with a shout as well. Just in, no, the, in the context Tra- of this conversation, no, no, not Tra- Trayvon Diggs. Um, I would have said Derrick Henry if he wasn't out for the season. That would have been the obvious. The obvious James choice. Uh, Robinson, the Jags. <laughs> Come on, guys. I like Seriously? James Robinson. <laughs> no. um, listen, let's uh, let's do Thursday night football. Uh, Baltimore Ravens take on the Miami Dolphins. Two to seven, Baltimore Ravens. Twenty nine to ten, the Miami Dolphins. Seven point five at the moment. The spread. Keep an eye on that. Let's see if it still keeps over the thirty. Ten to eleven about that. Forty six point five is the over under. Um, two ways to look at the Ravens at the weekend. I mean, obviously they went behind, but but what what an amazing three drives to to essentially win the game guys uh, from the Baltimore Ravens puts them right back up there in terms of where they are for for the AFC and for Super Bowl and etc so well, you can see why they're favorites but but Miami have shown bits and pieces in the last couple of weeks that they're going to be a tough team to beat well not that tough I don't think but yeah you know the Ravens the book on the Ravens was if you got ahead of them they couldn't come back kind of like what they what we said about the titans as well um but lamar jackson has done it i think they've won three games now um coming back from from big deficits and um as you said he three great drives there i thought i was safe with my six points because they were up (laughs) they were up you mean um, your alternative best bet yeah well it was my (laughs) value bet on the on the um website and um and then cordero had that one big play and that, that sort of, that sort of changed the game around. But I think, you know, they're solid. Um, they still, they, they still shed running backs like, like nobody's business, but Le'Veon Bell looks very fit, you know? And, and I said, I think I said a few weeks ago that their, their, their group of running backs looks like, you know, John Bell's fantasy team in 2018. <laughs> um, but they're, they're you know, um, they, they, they're, they're solid. And I, I can't, on the road in Miami is always tough, especially for a team that plays up north and, and they have to go down into the heat and, and that kind of thing. So uh, seven and seven and a half, I'm a little bit wary of, but Baltimore winning, I'm not. John? Yeah, I kind of the, the same thing. I was, I'm a little bit disappointed really with Miami this year. Uh, I think they've very much underperformed. There's obviously, a, there's, you know, the quarterback situation is a little bit uncertain there. I mean, to a, you know, he came in last season, came in off an injury. It just never, he just he has not, hasn't really made the role his own. And uh, particularly he's injured now and Jacoby's in there. I don't, I don't actually know if two is back in this weekend or not. That's worth checking in before you, you put your money down on this one. Um, but yeah, I just, it seemed like they'd built a platform last year. There was a lot of good performances. They'd beaten, they beat some big teams last year, but now they're just struggling again. And, you know, if you're a struggling team, welcoming you know the team like Baltimore who like we just discussed at the top of the show are probably the best or among the best teams in the AFC uh, this is not an ideal game for them so I think I think the over under in this one is quite interesting it's 46 or at least it was yesterday evening mm-hmm. and I think uh, that's that's one that can definitely hit over and I also believe that the I'm going to contradict Mike on this one or just pick an alternative one I suppose I think they can cover the spread in this because this is just one of those games that sticks out to me where uh, the Ravens are just coming in with their, you know, their tails up a little bit and they can, they can put a score on this team. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, Baltimore, I think they're the real deal. I honestly do. And I think they'll kind of show us this weekend in Miami. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. A couple of big games coming up in the six o'clock later games. You got things like the bills at the jets. 
Um, you got Browns and Patriots. <laughs> it's a big game. Yeah, it's that's game. the marquee. That's the marquee. <laughs> but uh, the game live on the box is the New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans, which is going to be a close one. Six to five about the New Orleans Saints. The Tennessee Titans are four to six. Three points is the spread at the moment. 44.5 is the over under. The, uh, the, 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 the Titans were done. It was finished. You know, Derek Henry's out. For not the season, they're not saying that, but an extended period of time, uh, which probably means that they hope to get him back realistically for some playoff action. Mm. Uh, but, but their season was done and dusted, and then they went and won at the weekend, John, um, and showed that they, um, there is life still in my, my outside bet for the Super Bowl. There is, and there's life still in Adrian Peterson, too, to all, all of his 36 That's years. Yeah. Supposedly he turned down Dancing with the Stars. To do to play in the NFL this season. That's, really? that's what I've heard. Would you yeah. turn down Dancing with the Stars to keep doing the podcast, Karen? Not with the feet of that I have. <laughs> See me on the dance floor. It was I like, think. Like, <laughs> like, ladies just like were like, oh my God, what Karen, is that? I've, I've seen it now, so it's nothing to write home it's about. Amazing. amazing. I've got some serious knee injuries due to some dancing, but other than that, I'm okay. so you'd fit right in the Baltimore Ravens running back room in that case. But anyway, um, I think uh, in this case, yeah, this is a very interesting game. If all, if, you know, it's kind of, and I think the next game we're going to talk about as well, which might be the, I think, believe the Seattle Green Bay game. Both of these games just stick out to me as, you know, they would have been far more interesting if both teams had all their pieces in place, you know, where this is a New Orleans Saints team most likely coming back in with Trevor Simeon uh, at quarterback. And again, we've talked about it, but, you know, Derrick Henry missing uh, is going to be a, that's a blow to any team in the league, particularly a Tennessee Titans team who, you know, they put so much or so much money into their into the running game. So yeah, this is a this is a tricky one. If if the Saints are to make any real shot at not just a you know a deep run into the playoffs, this is the type of game where they have to show that they're capable of doing this. It's an away game, uh, of course. It's in Tennessee, so you know that's going to be very very tricky to do. The over under in this one is forty four and a half, and I just struggle to think that the Saints are going to be able to put too many points on the board, just given how their their quarterback situation is at the moment. And I, I know they did last weekend; they got twenty five, I believe it was, against uh, against Atlanta. But you know when you're missing so many pieces like this, eventually it's going to tell and it, in it games against, you know, division favorites is where it's going to show up. So I think my best bet on this one will be the under as, as unglamorous as it sounds. Uh, and I would also just go for Tennessee on the money line on this one, if I was going to do something as well. But I think just, if I had to, you know, really pick one, the under 44 and a half. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause they're, they're two relatively similar teams at this point. Um, and, New Orleans is still, despite that 27 they gave up to Atlanta, still a good defensive team. Um, and the the problems in the secondary for Tennessee were kind of, were kind of covered up last week because they they are starting to get really good up front. Um, and Simmons Simmons and Autry, in particular, are, are are really good. And that's going to stop, I think, New Orleans from from running the ball as much as they want. And then the question is simply whose secondary holds up better uh, and whose quarterback can take better advantage of it. Sean Payton's done a great job coaching, I think, so far this year. Um, And so has Mike Rabel, to be honest. Um, But I want to see this week what they do with uh, Ryan Tannehill and whether, you know, whether they can continue to run a play action kind of passing offense or whether mm. Tannehill has to throw drop back. Um, I think if you don't get the lead against these guys against Tennessee, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, and I don't put a whole lot of 
store in AP, but these days, but but I think they can work with their running back by committee anyway. Um, it'll it'll be as good as anything else. So I I, I agree with John. I, I I would probably take Tennessee on the money line here. Um, but if you want to if you want to um, um, if you want to give New Orleans three, I still don't think they they cover. Okay. Um, we did mention, yeah, the second live game is the Seattle Seahawks, the Green Bay Packers. Great double bill from Sky this Sunday. Sky said Seahawks, uh, well, that's if, if everyone plays in the Green Bay Packers, and I'm looking at one particular person in the Green Bay <laughs> in particular. Uh, Seattle Seahawks are 6 to 4, Green Bay Packers 8 to 15, 3.5 is a spread over under 50. Obviously, look, ev- everything's going on about Aaron Rodgers, and we won't get into the details of what he said and what he didn't say or what he should be because it's not really the hype of show, I suppose, for that. But there were rumors, shall we say, during the summer and even beyond that he wasn't very popular in the um, changing room, the dressing rooms with some of the players. And some of the players actually openly said stuff that he had said wasn't very fair. Um, so I, I'm just wondering how his reception would be. They, he has said, obviously, he wants to leave. He played all last season with a kind of a chip on his shoulder. I think most people would agree with that. But he did seem to be quite popular with his teammates um, and they went quite far. Again, they've started this season under a bigger cloud because at one time we thought he was going to retire. That was the rumor. You know, Aaron Rodgers is announcing his retirement kind of thing. And he wanted to leave Green Bay and he refused to do. And he sort of media and then he came back and he said he played. The, the rumor is he's off at the end of this season. He's retiring. There's a rumor he's going to the Broncos as well. I don't know if you guys have heard that. This big thing that he might play one season with the Broncos. So... I, I would love if somebody from Amazon or something like that had been following the Green Bay Packers this year, because it would be the most amazing <laughs> documentary. Maybe in years to come, we'll find out exactly what's going on. But right now, guys, whatever's going on in the Packers is not affecting them on the field. Would you agree? Well, they lost last weekend, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold they on. Don't They won seven games in a row, and then they lost they won seven the quarterback. Games in a row. They yeah. lost... They've lost one game with their starting quarterback, and they've lost one QB with with, with Jordan Love, who they have mm. high expectations for. And we should never judge from one game, but he certainly didn't look great. He did, uh, to be truly he, honest. Yeah, but the, he the contrast. He didn't look, he sorry, didn't look ahead, ready. He didn't look ready. Would be the best way to put it. Yeah. So, I don't so think at the moment Green Bay are doing year, well. Yeah. I think they're doing well, but this is a game they're doing very well, I think, you know, and obviously they're going to try and get Rogers back in there as quickly as possible. But, you know, this it, just from a, from a betting uh, perspective, this game is a big red flag for me because, again, we record this on Wednesday morning. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play yet. It's not been confirmed really either way. Um, and whether or not he plays vastly influences how you're going to you know, approach this game and the same situation for Seattle. Like, is it still going to be, is Gino still in there? Or I think Russell Wilson is supposed to be back. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard. Yeah, also, Russell's but I, be back, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. Is that hundred percent confirmed or is that? Yeah, still... I think, I think so. That's okay. Yeah. Well, as, if, as much as anything can, be if it's, if it's Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be one thing. If it's Russell Wilson versus Jordan Love, that's going to be another thing. Uh, let's just talk if for, let's just imagine it is Aaron Rodgers just for the, the sake of argument. And I think John, just for, I, I think this is priced up as Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. Okay. At yeah, the moment. That's, I that's think what it, it looks is, like yeah. with the idea that 50 is the over under yeah. in this one. So yeah, it, it looks like it would be. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, um, you know, this would have been, I think if we were, if this was like week two or week three and we were looking at these two teams, we'd be having a different conversation, but it's just not happening uh, in Seattle so far this season. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be clicking. 
And even even Russell Wilson, when he was fit uh, a couple of weeks ago or three or four weeks ago, it still just didn't look like he was the quarterback that he was last season for whatever reason. I can't diagnose any ailments or problems that he has. But um, I think so. Assuming Aaron Rodgers does come into this, he's also... Aaron Rodgers, I think, is one of those real... You mentioned Kieran, the chip-on-the-shoulder type player. He's one of these players that really seems to play well when he's got when he feels like he has something to prove or you know something hasn't gone his way or something along those lines so this which be, is every week yeah. pretty much yeah yeah so Basically. i think this is this is the game welcoming seattle there some some to prove particularly just given i know we're not going to get into it but he's just had a lot of negative press um so he's just going to want it there and maybe just get back to football and then show that he is i think one of the top three quarterbacks in the league and uh i think they can if aaron Rodgers plays i'm looking at a, a pretty handsome win in this one for green bay games between these two teams tend to be tight um and if wilson if wilson's there i, I suspect it could be tight again i'm i'm still not i'm still kind of wondering about green bay's defense and, and how they seem to be doing it you know and joe barry must be doing a pretty good job of, overall but I mean, how do you figure Aaron Rodgers has thrown virtually everybody in America under the bus one way or another? You know, it's it's like, you know, there was a basketball player called Rick Barry in the 60s and 70s who was really talented, but everyone he played with and against hated him. And one of the reasons was his teammates hated him because if he threw a pass and you dropped it, um, or if you missed a shot that, you know, he would give look, he would roll his eyes, he'd give looks, mm -hmm. he would, you know, and, and Rodgers is kind of the same way. Uh, I think, I think with Rodgers, Green Bay can cover. Devontae Adams is back as well. And, you know, the, the chemistry between the two of them is going to be hard for the Seattle defense to stop. But it's DK Metcalf. How, how does Kevin King stop DK Metcalf? That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's my question is they have to keep him away um, is, is the answer to that one. So I, I think I agree with John on this. Um, I don't know. The fifty, the fifty looks a little bit vulnerable to me. The three, the three five. I think I also think Green Bay can cover that. So, yeah, watch Seattle get get a nice road win and get back into the playoff hunt at four and five. <laughs> um, the late game, Kansas City Chiefs take on the Las Vegas Raiders seven to ten. About uh, the Chiefs twenty three to twenty, the Las Vegas Raiders guys. The uh, the spread is two point five, and the over under is fifty one point five. In their last twenty games, the Chiefs are four and sixteen against the spread. They are not the friend of the punter. Well, if, if you're going against them, they are. Um, and so when you take that into consideration, that's four and 16. That's like insane. Um, when you consider that this is a 2.5 spread as well, it's away from home. I, I mean, are you leaning towards the Raiders? Or as someone has, I read during the week in, in, in one of those NFL beat reported things, is Sunday's result as poor as it was a game changer for the season for Kansas City who's who's rolling in to Vegas to me the interesting thing here is that it if you look at the game as being Derek Carr versus Patrick Mahomes all your money would go on Derek Carr <laughs> he's actually been really efficient especially since Gruden left and you know and it was like they took the monkey off his back um when that happened I so I wish they hadn't been on the bye last week because I think they had a little bit of momentum going in the post-Gruden thing. And I think now reality might start to set in. 
Um, and, you know, Deshaun Jackson's now there to take Henry Ruggs's place. Um, Damon Arnett is not there, which takes his place very nicely because they don't, they didn't need him. He's, he was useless. Um, and, Hope he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if he can get out of the country. Um, but it's like Raiders fans, you know, Raiders fans have to get their parole boards permission to, to leave California to go see the games in, in <laughs> Nevada. Um, but but I, I like Kansas City here, um, even giving even giving the points uh, to the Raiders. And I know the Raiders are, are also a tough matchup for them. Usually um, it's it's fascinating, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. John, are you are you risking a four and sixteen team? Uh, I think so. They're two different. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with that here, and I think I, that is that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with the Chiefs on that one. But I think, you know, I'm not going to stay too long on this because we've talked about them already on the show. But it's hard to, you know, it's, it's just so hard to predict this Kansas City team this year. They they could they could come into this game again, score 13, 14, 15 points. And that we wouldn't be surprised talking about it next week. They could come in and score 40 points. And I don't think we'd be terribly surprised talking about it next week. So uh, it's just, and as well with the Raiders, you know, you, you mentioned their bye, but they've, you know, the, the focus has been on them, obviously off the field issues, two separate kind of off the field scandals within the span of whatever it was, two weeks. So I, you know, I, you wonder, does that translate to the pit, to the field? <laughs> Yeah. What have they been like? What what is what what is the facility like? You know, what, what what's it been? What's the atmosphere like there the last week? It's you know, it's three actually if you count John Gruden. That's what I, that's what I meant. Three weeks, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think you know what I'm just gonna actually go. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna go with the uh, maybe it's recency bias and you know the underperforming Chiefs offense and what Mike has said about you know teams have learned how to how to manage Tyreek Hill again. It's not stop Tyreek Hill. It's manage Tyreek Hill. So I think teams have learned how to put a cap on their, you know, sort of previously unlimited scoring potential. So the over-under in this one is 51 and a half. I'm, again, I'm going under. Very unglamorous, very unsexy, but I think this one really sticks out as a very good candidate for the under. There's nothing wrong with backing the under and going to bed. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I'm saying. You know, back the under, go to bed, wake up in the middle of the night, check scores. Exactly. 16, 13, go back to sleep. <laughs> uh, I will say for me personally, I, I thought the Raiders on the money line is very close to being better the weekend. Really? I'm 23 to 20 at home, playing well. KC don't look great. Yeah. We'll see. Um, last game, LA Rams take on San Francisco 49ers. One to two, but the Rams, San Francisco 49ers, eight to five. 3.5 is the, the spread. And the over-under is 48.5. You know, the worst thing that you can say about a team is what you can say about the Jets. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, actually, well, Jets, Jags up to two point, uh, Broncos, sorry, lads, uh, and San Francisco. They're boring. They're boring. And, and you know what? Sometimes the Patriots were boring, but they were winning all yeah. the time. You know, sometimes that was quite, you know, the Belichick Brady era was a little bit, a little bit boring, but they, at least they were winning. These teams don't win. The, the, so San Francisco, I, I have no faith in them. Never, ever back them. Rams all the way. Convince me I'm wrong. I won't. I, I think yeah, this I think game, you're right there. <laughs> I, I, I think this game sets up pretty well for the Rams um, because they'll they'll have watched um, they'll have watched San Francisco on the weekend, and they if you haven't figured it out by now, the the key is to keep San Francisco inside. Uh, don't let Jimmy Garoppolo roll out to the outside where he's got lots of choices and don't let the running backs break to the outside because they're, they're basically blocking outside zones. So Von Miller is 
sort of like <laughs> the perfect guy to have on in your lineup to make that happen. And, you know, and I think the Rams get back on track, um, even though it's, even though it's on the road, um, what's the spread is three and a half. Um, I think they can cover three and a half. I'm not convinced by the over under it's 48 five. I think that's pretty well set, but I, I, I would be looking under strangely enough on this one. John. Yeah, I think, um, well, I, my, I'll just start at the top. I suppose my bet on this one is the Rams just on the money line. Um, but I was just kind of thinking more about this game, you know, San Francisco have just had an awful time over the last year and a half with injuries, and it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, so, like, if they lose this game, which will their record be if they lose this game? They'll be three and six, and they'll be rooted to the bottom of the NFC West if they take another loss here. And I, at that point, I'm just thinking, when do you when do you just make the call of just putting Trey Lance in there, making the starter, and just you know look to bed him in slightly for next year and potentially just get a better draft pick? Because you know it's it would be kind of you know, if you're if you're a 49ers fan, that's maybe not what you want to see. There's an element of sort of throwing in the towel and just, you know, saying, okay, this wasn't our year. Let's move on to next one. But, you know, and that does, that is kind of a defeatist attitude. But if the Rams come there and kind of just put another another loss on them, I think that's the best thing to do, really. And uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think this is a this is a game built for for the Von Miller trade. That was a that was the Rams signaling that they think they're legitimate Super Bowl candidates and that's, uh, you know, and they're actually going for it. Again, we talked about they kind of screw their draft picks. They don't care about, they don't have a first round draft pick, I think until 2024. So that's, which is just, a, we don't need no, we don't need no stinky draft picks. <laughs> which is just an <laughs> astonishing statistic. Um, yeah. So th- I think that's the story of the game. This is if, if the Ram or excuse me, if the 49ers, have any intentions whatsoever of salvaging anything from the season this is the must win um but they're i think you know having one of the best teams in the in the conference coming to them is not the best way to do that so i think just the easiest one of this is that the rams are going to win so i'm looking at the money line yeah i talked about that with with nat on monday um it's if they lose then you got to start thinking about putting trey lance in because the pressure is basically off and mm. having established your team's not that good, the the fan expectation of him turning the team around immediately is reduced. And the only thing you lose in that scenario is that Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value drops with every loss. But you know, but you just have to accept that you, you're just going to have to dump him if that's what you if that which is has to be why they took Trey Lance in the first place. Yeah, you know, Garoppolo's they, his, his everyone his days are he even he would know that his days are numbered there. Yeah. You know, most, most quarterbacks would know that when they pick a, a you know a top a top quarterback rookie uh, off them. So I think maybe this is just that kind of bite the bullet game, you know, it's where, you know, come the end of the game after they've played their 60 minutes, it could, there's some kind of, maybe some hard calls to make in that facility. Well, Jimmy G can fall back on his modeling. Uh, his <laughs> um, a reminder, uh, bet £20 on multiples, get a £5 free bet uh, uh, through Betfair's daily rewards. Bet £20 on multiples or bet builders, I should say, as well. I do know bet builders are popular. It's not something we massively look at, mainly because the markets aren't up as we speak. Um, but uh, there's always a, a little bit of value there. Uh, thank you guys for that. That is all the live games in our mid-season review. I did ask you to be as concise as possible, and you have done that and kept well under the hour mark. Um, so it's time for the best bets. Um, Mike, we, we'll have to double check last week's episode, but as of right now, you are down as a winner, so I will let you start. <laughs> I'll uh, speak very slowly. And you will be edited out. <laughs> my, pod, my podcast, Best Bet, 
will be the Denver Broncos to win against Philadelphia, giving three points to the Eagle, the high-flying Eagles. I think Denver is tremendously built to be able to stop the Eagles, um, who have basically no passing game to speak of, um, and Jalen Hurts running is is their big, their biggest weapon. They want to run the ball. Denver can stop the run. Um, Jordan Howard is you know not going to is not going to run through them and, and the uh, Boston uh, Boston can Trevor Scott, Trevor, Boston, Trevor Scott, Boston, Scott, Tre- I was getting mm-hmm. confused between Boston, Scott and Tre- Trenton Gannon, um, those two East great East coast cities. Um, but you know, they're not going to, they're not going to run through Denver. Um, I think Denver win this game uh, and that will be the best bet. John Buff. Well, Mike's put me in a bit of a position there because we, I had the same best bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to think on the fly here and what I'm going to go for. I'll let you, I'll let you have a little think. And I, yeah, I, I yeah you do yours. I, I was, I was torn between Tampa coming off a bye, uh, uh, beating the Washington football team or the Patriots at home against the Browns. I'm going to go with the Patriots at home against the Browns. Uh, John's not, he's, he's a little <laughs> bit upset about that. I see uh, minus well, 1.5 at the moment is the Patriots. Uh, they've lost a lot of games at home this season. Patriots think three anyway. One and four. Um, yeah. Oh, is it that? Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't think you can continue that with a season. You know, eventually you have to start winning your home games. Uh, they're on a little bit of a run as well. The past three games on a spin. Uh, Cleveland, maybe, 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 maybe just coming off uh, a scoreline that flattered them a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the Patriots. Uh, they're five to six to actually win on the money line, which takes away the 1.5. So I'll actually take them on the money line of five to six because it's not massively odds on. Um, and I will allow that because I'm the one who allows things. It's not what's, like I'm taking a one to five. What's, what's Cleveland on the money line? Even money. They're evens? Yeah. There you go, John. There's your best bet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Can we, maybe just to... We can, just... indeed. We can, we can have. Yes, that, I, I will, of course, allow that. And, okay, and yeah, yeah. Rights. In that way, like, just to, I mean... It is, it is slightly strange because the COVID has done its thing to the Browns facility again, and they've got literally one running back on the roster at the moment. And I think they're going to call some guy up from the, Patrick, or from the practice squad, so we'll see how that goes. So pre- if, if the Browns had, you know, anyone, if they had either Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, I would, I would have said that the over 45 and a half it would be, would be uh, the best bet there. But I mean, it's probably 45 and a half because those guys aren't playing. So yeah, I'm actually going to just go, uh, I'm going to just spice it up a little bit, make a little bit of a rivalry here with gear. And I'll just take the, the Browns evens on the money line. And just, we can, we can go head to head on this one and see who comes out tops next week. Absolutely. When, was, when, when was Nick Chubb in Green Bay? <laughs> yes. oh, he's, he's meeting with Dr. Joe Rogan to try and get cleared. So. <laughs> yeah. So, what does that mean? De Ernest is the only running back. <laughs> so far, he is. Love yeah. that joke. Love that. Yeah. No, John, we can go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Loser has to kiss the other one. Obviously, uh, sort of old school rules. Very apply. COVID compliant. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> um, as said in that one, Cleveland Browns even money. Uh, Patriots five to six. Uh, one and a half points is the current spread, and forty-five point five is the over under should be a good one let's see who wins um thank you guys for joining us uh, i know we ran through the live games there a little bit quicker than usual but obviously we did want to get into our mid-season review look back at where we what we had said at the start of the season and do we still hold firm and both of them really john with green bay and mike with tampa not a massive change from what they said in terms of thinking about the super bowl but a little bit more on the afc and the nfc uh, thank you so much for listening a reminder to please do gamble responsibly this and every single weekend we will be back next wednesday
Wednesday with a new episode of NFL Only Better. Hopefully this episode isn't down on Spotify and Apple is four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> See you then. Bye for now. <laughs>